Today we begin a series on the prophet Jeremiah. Uh, why Jeremiah? Jeremiah's ministry spanned 47 years of Judah's history, from 627 B.C. to 580. That was a time that was probably the most disruptive time in Hebrew history. The temple uh, was destroyed and Jerusalem was destroyed by the Babylonians in 587. Anything that could have gone wrong in those 47 years did go wrong. It was a time uh, where things were falling apart. The center was not holding. The kings um, were very uneven. Josiah, who is mentioned, his name means the Lord heals. He was a good king. He is listed as only second to David as the good kings of, of Hebrew history. He lived up to his name. Jehoiakim, who came afterwards, his name means the Lord raises up. He did not live up to his name. His reign was a disaster. Zedekiah, the last king, before the destruction of the temple. His name means the Lord is righteous, and he also did not live up to his name. This was a time of um, what we would call fake news. Uh, you didn't know who to believe, which prophet was telling the truth. There are charges and countercharges of frauds and lying. Uh, it was a time where the gap between rich and poor got bigger and bigger. The, rich got richer and the poor got poor. Jeremiah says it's a time when the wound was healed lightly. They were putting band-aids on things that required surgery. They were treating um, with insignificance things that needed to be changed systemically. Jeremiah was in the middle of all of this, sticking it out praying, preaching, lamenting, suffering, writing, believing. He's a very human prophet. He, he suffers on behalf of God and he suffers for the people. Jeremiah is an example of how to live when things are falling apart. He's the prophet of choice when we're going through a difficult time. He's trustworthy on what to think, what to pray, how to act. So today is on how Jeremiah understood his life. His story starts before he was born. It's not uncommon for stories to start before we were born. I mean, if I, might, I might begin my story by saying, I'm the son of Clarence of Brookville, Ohio. I might go back a generation. Jeremiah goes all the way back. Not only does he go back to his father, Hilkiah, a priest, he goes back to God. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you, I knew you. Jeremiah's story begins with God, not with Jeremiah. He fits into God's story, not vice versa. Jeremiah enters a world he did not create, God is the center of Jeremiah's story, not God, not Jeremiah. Jeremiah enters a story 
that's already begun. And the story will continue after he leaves the scene. It isn't all about him. It's about God. Sometimes it's good to know the story. It's good to know the backstory. It's good to know the context. It's good to know the roots. Maybe most of us have had the experience of being in a meeting and somebody comes in late, maybe, maybe 30 minutes late, and they don't know what's gone on before, and they just start talking and giving their input without knowing the full story. And it's kind of frustrating. You want to say, can you, can you just wait and get caught up and then participate? I think our country is going through that kind of period now where we're learning the backstory, we're learning the context, we're learning the roots of slavery, of racism, of Reconstruction, of Jim Crow. And it's good to learn the context of what is happening. When I was in my teenage years, um, I thought I knew everything. And I was having a conversation with my parents. Uh, my point was how little they knew and how little they understood about life and how much I understood. And um, how I kind of thought the world began with me. And my mother um, gave me a little history of life before I was born. And she said to me, um, do you think it was an accident that we bought our house in this section of Dayton? Well, sure, the prices were right. No, it wasn't an accident. Do you think it was an accident that we bought our house within walking distance of your elementary school? Do you think it was an accident that we bought our house within walking distance of your high school? That we bought a house that's on the bus line where you can go to the downtown library and go downtown? Do you think it's an accident that we bought the house within walking distance of the hospital? I learned that my life wasn't an accident. I was humbled by this, but I knew that I had been known before I was born, that I was cared for, that there was a place in this world that was planned for me, and that I was special. My story went back. And that's what God's telling Jeremiah. Jeremiah, your story goes back. It's part of God's story. Know that you're included in God's story. Then God goes on to say, before you were born, I consecrated you. I chose you. I tried out for a lot of sports teams as I was growing up. It was always good to be chosen. It was always good to be chosen in the early rounds so I wouldn't have the anxiety. 
It was a terrible feeling to wait till the last day to find out if I was going to make the team or not, whether or not I was going to be a loser. When I was thinking back on my high school teams several years ago, my basketball teams, never thought about it at the time, but I realized later that my high school teams, of the 12 of us that were chosen, there was never more than one black who was chosen. Now that was not at all the racial makeup of my high school. And I realized how much it must have hurt not to be chosen. God says to Jeremiah, I have consecrated you. I have chosen you to play on my side. What's God's side doing? God's side is saving, rescuing, blessing, providing, judging, healing, enlightening. You know, there's evil and cruelty and unhappiness and illness in the world. There's superstition and ignorance. And God is against all of that. God is for love and against hate. God is for life and against death. God is for hope and against despair. Jeremiah is chosen to be on that side. Not to be a loser and not to be on the losing side. And then God says to Jeremiah... I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. The word that's used for appointed is given. I have given you as a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah is known and chosen for a purpose. God is a giver. God gives creation. God gives light. God gives earth. God gives plants and animals. God gives life. God gives love and forgiveness and mercy. God is a giver. That's who God is. And we are in the image of God. So to understand that we are given is to fit in with our purpose. Colleen and I, as part of the United Methodist system, are appointed by the bishop to churches. <laughs> that means that we are appointed to King Avenue Church. We are given to King Avenue Church. We are given to be in ministry with the congregation and for the congregation and for the community. God has given us Jeremiah's name means probably God hurls, God tosses, God throws. God throws Jeremiah into the turbulence and the chaos 
of his time. Jeremiah is not to be a spectator. He is to be a player. He is to be involved. Jeremiah's story begins with his knowing he's part of God's story, that God is at the center. His knowing that he is chosen and his knowing that he is to be involved as God's representative. That's how he understands his life. Now, he could have rejected it. He could have said, I don't believe it. I don't believe I'm part of God's story. It's all about me. I don't believe I'm chosen. And I don't have to be involved. He could have said that. People say it. When I think about the notion of being part of God's story and being chosen and being involved, it makes me feel good about my life. It makes me feel good that I have a meaning and a purpose and I matter. And it makes me feel good to know that what I've been involved in will go go on after I've left the scene. This is true for Jeremiah, but it's also true for us. How does that make a difference? That we are known, that we are chosen, and we are given. What if all of us saw ourselves that way? What if we saw other people that way? Isn't that what's going on in our society now? That people are seeing themselves that way? And that they're seeing others that way? That others are known, chosen, and given? What is special about Jeremiah is not that this story is unique for him. In a sense, we all get the jersey. What is special about Jeremiah is that he stayed with it. For 47 years, he hung in there. In these turbulent times for Jeremiah, he became more, not less. He continued in 47 years through his persecution, through his disappointments, through his sufferings. He kept God at the center. He continued to be on God's side and he continued to throw himself into life. He became more, not less. He didn't hide and give up. God wants us to be more. God wants us to understand that we are called to be children of God and that what we shall be has not yet been revealed, but we will know that we shall be like Christ. We shall be more. That's what children of God are about, knowing that they are chosen for a task. Fred Craddock tells the story of um, 
eating at a restaurant in the Smoky Mountains with his wife, and you know, it had a beautiful view of the Smoky Mountains. And they were eating, and this older man came up and started talking to them, and Craddock said, why don't you sit down and join us? So he did. He asked Craddock what he did, and Craddock said, well, I'm a preacher. And the man said, oh, I was brought up in this area, and uh, a church in this area, in a small town, had a great influence on me. A preacher had a great influence on me. And he said, let me tell you the story. And the man said, um, I never knew who my father was. I was what was called then a bastard. And I, um, my mother and I kept to ourselves. When we went into town and walked down the streets, uh, we could feel that people were looking at us and pointing at us and uh, that they were gathered in little groups and we were not um, included. When I went to school, uh, I wasn't asked to join with the other kids in recess and uh, nobody ate lunch with me. He said, I don't know why, but when I was in my early teens, I started to go to church because I was afraid of people talking about me and looking at me funny, I would always come late and leave early and sit by myself. And he said, one Sunday I couldn't get out of church in time, and I got caught. And I got caught in line with people trying to get out the door. And as I waited, somebody put their hand on my shoulder, and I felt this pressure on my shoulder. And I turned around, and it was the minister with his full beard and full head of hair and his deep voice. And he said, I know who you are. And I thought, oh, Lord, here we go. He's going to call me out for not having a father. I know who you are. You're a child of you're a child of you're a child of God. I can see the resemblance. And the preacher swatted me on my bottom and said, "Now go and inherit your inheritance." That's our inheritance to be children of God, and that's what Jeremiah understood. He was a child of God. He was known, he was chosen, and he had special work to do for God. That's true for all of us as children of God in this turbulent time. May it be so. Amen.